Welcome to Lead with Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, your host, Tash Peterson, Certified Leadership and Mindset Coach. This is the podcast for confident professionals that will help you move through overwhelm, burnout and self-doubt by sharing actionable strategies and practical steps that can have an immediate impact for you. With a mix of solo and guest episodes, I will share everything I've learned and applied over the last decade that has enabled me to create an extremely successful HR career and since then a profitable and thriving coaching business, all while blending it with everyday life and motherhood. I've also coached and empowered over 150 clients through one-on-one coaching and group programs to transform their lives and careers using these strategies. They now confidently thrive as their best selves and now I want you to have access to all of the goods too. This is the perfect spot if you're new to your career, a seasoned professional or aspiring into a people leadership role and want to lead with less so you can live and work with more confidence, clarity and energy. Hello, hello and welcome to another episode of Lead with Less. I'm Tash and I'm so excited to be here to talk about the five essential skills professionals need to thrive. This has probably been a long time coming with this episode and really just sharing what are the fundamental skills, human skills, essential skills that professionals need in order to thrive. Now, I'm going to target this more towards established professionals. So you've been in your career for a number of years, probably five plus years, and you're wanting to look at elevating your career. You're wanting to look at taking that next step. You're wanting to expand yourself, your skills, your career, and you want to know what are the skills that you need to spend time developing? What are the skills that you need to hone in order to make that transition more possible, make it clearer, and actually have that conversation with your manager? or with yourself about what needs to be possible in order for you to cultivate these skills. Now, understanding what these skills are, kind of getting clarity on these skills has been kind of brought about from two two ways. So my own journey around my 13-year career in HR, what were the skills that I needed to develop over the years in order to get into senior and manager leadership positions? And also what I've what I've learned and what I what's come to light from working with my clients. And these are also the the next level skills after learning those fundamental skills, which is what I teach in my Thriving New Professionals program. But I, I'm still seeing this gap here. You know, we're spending so much time, money, and effort on executive, you know, senior executive leadership, development training, skills training, which yes, is impactful and is effective. However, these skills actually need to be need to be developed earlier on in careers. They need to be developed and cultivated in professionals in those first five years or in those five to seven years, because these are the fundamental skills that's actually going to help you elevate without the overwhelm, the burnout, or the self-doubt. And that's what I continue to see as the gap here. That's what was the gap in my career experience. This is what I experience and what I keep seeing being experienced. And I want to help close that gap. I want to help close that gap for you so that you can reach your potential with more confidence, with more clarity and with more energy. So you can be the highest performing professional that you can be while still living the rest of your life, while still cultivating a full and enjoyable life that gives you everything that you want. So what are these skills? Well, first of all, I just want to share that 
these are the skills that I'm going to go deeper into in my new program coming out soon called Confidently Thriving. This program is going to practically teach and apply these skills so that you have the space, you have the tools, the strategies, and the concepts to actually learn these skills, cultivate them, and practice them so that you can reach your full potential. So you can harness these skills in your career from now forevermore so that you can start applying them. What I'm going to share in the episode today is going to give you a really good insight into each of these skills so you can start to think about where are you at with these skills, how much are you applying and using them already, and then I'm going to be doing a series of episodes following this one going into each of these skills as well. So just going a little bit deeper, sharing a little bit more about them. But if you want to practically apply them and have a group of people around you who's at that same level, who are wanting to cultivate the same skills, then definitely pop your name on the Confidently Thriving interest list. There'll be more information coming out about it over the coming weeks. And we are looking to kick off in, in a few months. So head on down to the show notes, pop your name on the interest list so you can hear more about it, but I will be explaining and sharing more about them over the next few episodes as well. So what are these five essential skills that are going to help professionals thrive? The first skill is creating a leadership mindset. This is something that I've spoken about a number of times. This is something that probably underpins and is the foundation of everything that I talk about is the importance of developing a solid leadership mindset and identity. One of the things that happens when we start to get further up in our career is we start to mimic a lot of what we see. So we're seeing what other managers are doing, we're seeing what other leaders are doing, and we take that on as those are the things that I need to be doing in order to be the leader I want to be. Those are the attributes or the behaviors or the actions or the personality that I need to have in order to be a successful leader. When actually, to some extent, that may serve you well, but in other ways, it doesn't actually hone in on who you really want to be. It doesn't incorporate who you want to be as a leader and how you want to show up. And just because someone else does it doesn't necessarily mean it's the way in which is going to help you be your best. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to cultivate your strengths and play into what your zone of genius is and how you can support the people that you lead. Now, when I also talk about a solid leadership mindset and identity, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to become a people manager or a people leader. One of the myths that I busted in a very early episode of Lead With Less, which I'll link in the show notes, which is busting leadership myths, is this idea that I can't be a leader unless I'm in a position of leadership, unless I'm leading a team of people, that's when I'll become a leader. When actual fact, you can be a leader at any level. Leadership is not, a, it's not tied to a job title. It's not tied to a status. Leadership is the way that you choose to be. Leadership is the way that you choose to show up and the actions that you choose to take, which means that you can do that at any level. So the work that I do around cultivating a leadership mindset is really deciding who do you want to be as a leader? How do you want to show up? How do you want to think? And how do you want people to feel as a result of your leadership? Those are the fundamental questions to really think about when you think about leading in any way in your life. This is about being the leader of yourself, about your life, a leader in your home, a leader in your family, a leader in your hobby group or in your sports group, or a leader leading a project or a group of people. This isn't only about being a leader of a particular team or a team of people. 
it can be showing up as a leader in any way where you're wanting to drive the direction of something or wanting to be a creator of your own experience. Cultivating a solid leadership mindset and identity helps to create the foundation of self-trust. It helps to create the anchor that's going to give you the confidence in the decisions that you make. And it's going to help inspire you to show up and lead in a way that is authentic and that is true to you. One of the things that happens when we aren't clear on cultivating and creating this for ourselves is we we kind of fall into that mimicking, right? So we either become the exact replica of what we're seeing around us, or we kind of go the opposite approach of, I had this manager and I really hated the way that he managed or led people. So I'm going to go the complete opposite and I'm going to be the complete opposite version of that, which isn't actually helpful or successful either, right? Because it's not about being extreme opposites. It's about finding the type of leadership that serves you and that's going to serve the people that you work with. And that is also about learning how to adapt And so getting a really great understanding of what are the the stories that you currently have about leadership? What is the current baggage that you're carrying around what it means to be a leader, the leadership examples that you've had up until now, and asking, is that who I want to be? Is that how I want to serve? Is that how I want to show up? How will people feel when I'm being that leader? How can I facilitate people feeling and how do I want them to feel from the way that I lead? This is skill number one really crafting, cultivating, and harnessing a leadership mindset and identity that is solid, that's authentic, and that's true to you in terms of reaching your potential. Because the more authentic you are, the more true you are to yourself, the more you're going to create and cultivate that within the people that are around you. That's what we want to be doing as a leader. The second essential skill that is really, really key for established professionals is the ability to cultivate trust, respect, and connection to a bigger why. When you have the ability to cultivate trust and respect with the people around you, you automatically, maybe not automatically, but you have the ability to powerfully, powerfully influence them to lean into your vision, to lean into what it is that you need them to do, to lean into delivering to a high level and to reaching their own potential as well. One of the things that gets missed when, you know, the higher that we go up is we start to get disillusioned about what it means to feel trusted, what it means to feel respected. And mostly that's because we aren't clear about how to actually cultivate that ourselves, with ourselves, but also with the people around us. It's not something that has to be earned or something that has to, it's not an entitlement that anyone has, but it is clarity that we can create in a conversation with people. So Learning how to cultivate trust and respect and connection to a bigger why is so fundamental because it means that people are going to buy into why they're there, why they're doing what they're doing, and it helps to connect people together as a team and helps to deliver deliver exceptional results without burning out, without toxicity cultures within teams. So what does it mean to trust? What does it mean to respect? And that's going to look different for each person. That's going to look different for you. It's going to look different for the people around you. But understanding what that is for you, like what does it mean to be trustful, like to be trustworthy to others, but then also what does it mean for others to trust you? 
What does that look like? What are the tangible things that we would see, the tangible actions or behaviors? What does it mean and look like to be respected? And what does it mean and look like to be respectful? You know, when I talk to leaders and when I coach leaders, I ask them these questions like, okay, so have you spoken with so-and-so about what it means to have a trusting relationship? What does it look like and mean to have a respectful relationship? Well, no, because they should know. No, that's not how this works. Because trust and respect looks and feels different for every person. Yes, there is like the common idea, like the kind of the overarching idea of what trust and respect looks like kind of on a societal expectation level. But how that actually shows up for each person in terms of actions, behaviors, traits, mindset, things like that is so unique and different. And so part of learning how to cultivate that is understanding what that looks like for you and then having curious conversations with the people around you about what it looks like for them and what does it look like to do that together. That is a really, really, really key essential skill. Are you clear on what that is for you and are you having meaningful conversations to understand what that looks like for the people around you? So think about that. Essential skill number three is the ability to coach, empower, and navigate courageous conversations with the people around you. So coaching is is holding the space, asking questions, and creating the environment for people to be their own problem solvers, for people to tap into and reach their own potential. Now, as we kind of step into manager positions or leadership positions, we get stuck in this idea of having to know everything. Or when we don't know everything, that's when we start to have some imposter thinking, we start to have some self-doubt creep in. And we kind of get fixated on trying to control everything, right? Like having the answers and directing everything. But what actually creates powerful interactions between teams and what creates incredible environments where people thrive and reach their potential is this coaching practice. How can I ask better questions to help the people around me think of and create better answers to create more innovative or exciting possibilities or options? That's what we want to harness as a coaching skill. How can I ask more questions? How can I listen more? How can I be more responsive to what is going on within my team versus trying to do everything and answer everything and control everything? This is one of the powerful, powerful differences between being a manager and being a leader. Managers try to manage. And I'm not saying like managing is required, right? We need to manage outcomes, deliverables, all of these things, making sure that things are ticking along. The way that we actually create more of that ticking along better results better outcomes is by facilitating coaching conversations is by asking powerful questions creating space for people to be to think to be creative to offer ideas to offer different solutions and to be able to experiment and through coaching through bringing that element into the way that you go through conversations, the more curious you are, the more open-minded you are to different ways of doing things and different ways of thinking, the more natural the empowerment aspect happens. The more that you naturally empower the people around you because they start to feel really seen and heard, because they are not just constantly getting asked to do things, but they're being asked to creatively think, to critically think, and to offer different solutions. And coaching can be really challenging because it is this idea of really stepping back and going, you know, I'm just going to open up and I'm going to ask more questions. 
even though I, I know the answer, I think I know the answer, I'm going to create the space for different answers or different solutions to be able to come to the table, to be able to come into the conversation. And so it's about being able to step back and go, you know what, it's okay not to know everything, but I can create situations and conversations where I could actually also learn something. And that's the power of coaching. It's about tapping into the potential of the people around you, not thinking that you have to know everything in order to quote unquote manage the situation. And then the other aspect that's kind of tied to that piece is the ability to navigate courageous conversations or challenges or issues as they arise. You know, coaching is a really powerful way to mitigate challenges from arising because we're creating spaces where people can really be seen and heard and talk through things and offer things up for discussion, which can actually eliminate a lot of issues coming to fruition in the first place. However, challenges still arise, issues still come up. And so another skill that is kind of tied to this is having the courage to be able to have challenging conversations, to say, hey, there's actually a disconnect between expectations and delivery. We really need to talk about it, what's going on. And being able to see courageous conversations as a pivotal part of creating high-performing teams, a pivotal part of creating successful outcomes, not something that we need to try and avoid or, again, try to overly manage. We can't manage the emotions of people, but we can create space to talk through them, to understand them, and then to create solutions to move forward. So the ability to coach and navigate courageous conversations is such a pivotal skill. It's such a human skill that taps into people feeling so seen, heard, and supported that's going to help you create incredible outcomes in everything that you do. Essential skill number four is being able to regulate your energy and your emotional state as well as setting really solid boundaries. Now, one of the things that happens as we kind of progress further and further into our career is things become a lot more stressful and overwhelming, right? Because workloads increase, expectations increase, responsibilities increase. And very quickly, we can get caught up in the chaos of that. Very quickly, you can get caught up in the overwhelm of, oh my gosh, like I'm now a senior or I'm now a manager and now I need to be just really stressed and, you know, overwhelmed all the time. Whereas like, actually having the capability and the skill set to be able to regulate and go, you know what? What is it that I need in order to stabilize my energy? What is it that I need in order to take a step back, get a sense and clarity of how I'm feeling? What are the thoughts that I'm thinking? What is it that I'm experiencing? And what is it that I can control or not control within the situation? That's the regulation piece, right? We want to have the self-awareness to recognize when we're getting caught up in the overwhelm and the stress and the emotional intelligence to be able to step back and go, you know what? This is, or the emotional power to be able to step back and go, okay, what is within my control and what's not within my control? You know, something that Confidently Thriving is really going to focus on is energy management, not time management, because it's not always about how we manage time. It's about how we manage our energy so we can show up to do the things we need to do within the time that we have. So often we don't get things done in time because Again, we're stressed and overwhelmed. We're not regulating our, our emotional state in terms of how we're feeling and experiencing things. But we also don't then have the energy and the capacity to do what we really need to be doing. And so a skill that really needs to be harnessed is the ability to 
understand, to recognize and understand where we're at from an emotional and energetic perspective, being able to challenge that and regulate it and go, okay, how can I bring myself back? What are the things that I need to do in order to come back to a really grounded state so that I can be really open-minded, so I can be curious, so that I can coach, so that I can be the leader or the leader that I want to be, so that I can serve respectfully and trustfully in the work that I'm doing. That's what's really, really key. That's the skill that needs to be harnessed. And then on the the other side of that is practicing the skills of setting boundaries. You know, as a leader, it's not about overgiving, about over-delivering, about going above and beyond. It's about going, okay, can I cultivate the space within my team in order for them to be their best while I'm also ensuring that I'm my best? And that is with boundaries. Have I set boundaries around the way that I manage my energy? Have I set boundaries around the way that I do manage my time? Have I set boundaries around the way that my team and I interact together so that we can get the best out of each other? You know, have I set the boundaries around how available I am, how available my team is so that we as a team can actually cultivate the energy we need in order to be successful? These are the things that create power. Power in the sense of the power to be able to deliver, the power to be able to sustain performance, and the power to be able to sustain success. Being able to manage energy and emotions, sorry, not manage, <laughs> regulate, so the ability to understand what's going on, to understand what we're feeling, to be able to have practices in place to process that with the support of boundaries in place so that we are prioritizing what we need and how we need it is what's going to continue to be effective for you to be able to be a high, high performer for the long term. Because why this skill is really important is, you know, we're not just here to shop for the next six to 12 months. We're here to shop for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Whether you stay in the same career for the next 20, 30 or 40 years, that's not the point. It's about being able to just continue to show up and live a full life for the next 20, 30 or 40 years. That's why this skill is so fundamental. So what, how are you currently cultivating the skill? Is this even top of a priority in terms of your development planning to be the best version of yourself, the best professional that you can be? And then the last skill that's really essential is strategic thinking and influencing. How, like, are you thinking strategically in the way that you work, in the way that you deliver, in the way that you show up? Is that at that high level? Are you thinking about how things connect together? Are you thinking about how things fit together in order to make better decisions, in order to create better results? You know, one of the things that happens is as we step up into our career, especially if we come from quite a technical role, is it can be quite a challenge to think strategically. It can be quite a challenge to step out of the day-to-day -day tactful way of thinking and doing things and, you know, being focused on, to-dos and checklists and like, you know, being very, very detail specific task orientated and to kind of step up and go, how does this all fit together? What are all of the pieces that we need to consider in terms of the priorities that we set in terms of the way that we make decisions in terms of the way, the things that we focus on so that we can create the results and the outcomes that we really want. Now I put this skill as skill number five it is you know the most important skill to be able to develop that strategic thinking in order to be able to think longer term in order to be able to think about how making decisions and doing things impact other things 
and also the ability to influence. So how do we get people to buy into our ideas? How do we get people to agree to the things that need to be done, even when they are not popular? How do we get the resources and the things that we need in order to be successful, even when that's really challenging or the answer is likely to be no? I say this is a skill number five. It is the most important. However, without skills one to four, without having a solid identity as a leader, a solid mindset, without the ability to coach and empower and deal with challenges, without the ability to build trust and respect, and without the ability to regulate your emotions and your energetic state and set really solid boundaries, it is so fundamentally hard to be strategic because you're caught up in the overwhelm and the chaos and the technicalness of everything that it's so hard to take a step back and go, you know what? These are the things that I need to focus on. This is how I need to delegate and the conversations that I need to have and effectively plan so that we as a team can reach our full potential, so that we as a team can actually deliver everything that we need to deliver that is aligned with what needs to be delivered. So, how is your current strategic thinking? Do you consider yourself to be a strategic thinker? Can you take a step back from the details, the minutiae, the technical aspects, and be able to look at that bigger picture? Are you able to do that? To what extent? And are you able to help influence people to stay connected to the bigger why to stay connected to why we need to be doing the things that we're doing and what we need to say yes to and what we need to say no to because that is what it means to be strategic it's being able to hold that higher level vision stay connected to that higher level why and to trust that the way that we delegate the way that we set expectations the way that we manage the the team and the workload that they will successfully deliver what they need to. I would love for you to consider what do you currently think strategic thinking is? What's your current practice around strategic thinking? Does this form a part of how you show up in the work that you're doing? And if not, what needs to be cultivated there? What needs to be a focus point? Because to get to that higher level, to continue to excel in your career, you need to cultivate the ability to think strategically. You need to cultivate the ability to think about how things fit together in the bigger picture because that's how we make better informed decisions. That's how we stay focused. That's how we reduce the overwhelm. That's how we reduce the chaos because we know what it is we're trying to achieve and we know how we're going to make decisions when they come up. It also reduces energy leaking because you've already made decisions. You already know how you're going to make decisions. You already know what the focus points are. So when new things pop up, you can very quickly go, is this aligned? Is this connected to where I want to go? And I actually talked about this in the strategic, strategically planning for clarity, confidence, and energy. It's all tied together, right? Like when you worked through that process, you decided upfront how you want to feel, who you want to be, and how you want your mindset to be. And so all those decisions were made, you set all of those actions, which means that you're now not having to spend additional energy to try and go, okay, well, what do I need to decide to do in this moment? That's what strategic thinking is going to help you do in your career. 
the more that you can be at that level where you know how things connect and you know how you're going to make decisions and why you make decisions in that way, the simpler decisions will become for you, the less chaotic and the less energy you're going to spend on your decision-making processes, the more effective you are going to become in your role and as you progress and the more effective your team will become because things will be so much clearer for them because your strategy will be really clear. And this is something that is developed over time. It takes practice. It's not a, oh, I'm a strategic thinker and that's how it is, but we can understand the principles of strategic thinking and again, practice them. And that's the same with all of these skills. These five essential skills is about knowing what they are, knowing how they can be cultivated and starting to practice them, putting them into practice and bringing them to life. Because like with anything, we only get better at something. We only get more confident at something. We only get more we can only excel at something the more that we practice them, the more that we put them into action, the more that we start to do them. And that's what we're going to be doing in Confidently Thriving. We are going to be working on each of these skills and putting them into practice and cultivating them. And the program is going to be focused on self-learning, so self-learning the concepts and the tools, and then peer accountability to actually start to practice. There'll be breaks in between each of the modules so that you can actually put this into practice in your role. And this is for anyone who is five plus years into their career. You don't need to be a leader or be leading a team. You could be wanting to step into your first senior position. You could be wanting to step more into project leadership where you're needing to lead multiple points of things or you're needing to develop stronger relationship building skills with the people around you. This program is going to be powerful for that. So if you are interested in learning more, wanting to know more about it, make sure you pop your name on the interest list in the show notes and more information will start to be coming out. And you can also get an idea about how the program will run. But essentially these five skills is what we'll be learning about and what you will learn to cultivate so that you can progress in your career and in your life without the stress and without the sacrifice and without the overwhelm. I'd love to know what you think about these five skills and I'd love to know which skill you feel needs to be your focus point in your career, what needs to be part of your development plan. The clearer you are about where you want to grow, the more opportunities are going to come your way and the more likely you are going to get support from your organization to support that development growth. So let me know what you think. It's time to shake up the corporate world with more professionals who are clear, confident, and energized. And that's what we're here to do with Confidently Thriving. So jump on board with me and also tune into the next few episodes, which are going to go a bit deeper into each of these skills. Thank you for listening to this episode of Lead With Less, the podcast for confident professionals with me, Tash Peterson. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and take a moment to leave a review on iTunes. As a thank you, each month, one lucky reviewer will get a 45-minute one-to-one coaching session with me where you will get the tools and strategies to lead with less burnout, overwhelm, and self-doubt. And if you know anyone who could benefit from listening to the show, then please do share this with them and help me reach as many confident professionals as possible.